Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we're going to have a chat about rent vesting. I don't even know if it's a real thing or not, but it's where you rent somewhere that you want to live and do your investing elsewhere. Anyway, let's have a chat. So I thought we would broach this topic. Are you ready, John? Yeah, I am, Glenn. You ready to How broach? I'm not too shabby. How did who did create that name, rent investing? Uh, I don't know. It, it would be some journalist somewhere. Some journal. Just go, it sounds good though. Yeah, it does sound good though, doesn't it? It does. Um, very marketable. Mm. But before we get into it and get dirty, um, you may or may not be aware that we're doing an event in Sydney in the CBD next month. If you're listening to this in April 2019, it's on May the 8th. It's a Wednesday night. And can we get you out on a school night, John? I think we can. <laughs> because, this one off. Because... I hear it's standing room only at this oh, stage. Oh, mate, can't even move. <laughs> so basically, I'm organising this thing, and we will dig deep into rent vesting and buying strategies. Um, so I, I was freaking out about having to create content to like teach people, but I'm like, I don't have to. I'll just get you to do it. I'll do it all for you on a school night. Yeah, there yeah. we go. So, it's it's under $30. It's $29. If you go to the Instagram, hit um, the link and you can get the tickets uh, and it take you through to Eventbrite. It will be in the CBD. At the time of recording here, I have not got a venue, but it will be uh, within walking distance from Martin Place or Wynyard. Could and even be in Martin Place. It could even be, hey, <laughs> we might just grab enough. some chairs. And um, <laughs> So, I, I kind of do things different. I organize stuff. And then actually organise the important things. Yeah, so yeah. that's a good way to roll. It's, it's like asking for uh, approval after you've um, yeah, already been absolutely already gone and done it. Yeah, so I just figure it's got to happen now because we've sold all these tickets. Mm. So we're looking forward to meeting our Sydney audience. And, you know, we'll get in there about 6.30, quarter to 7, have a bit of a chat for an hour, and then we're going to record a live podcast episode and have you organized a guest yet i believe we have got a special guest i'm actually meeting with him tomorrow sure he's oh well i've given it away that it's going to be male yeah and i kind of leaked online in the facebook group that it's probably a professional sports person is it uh yes it's i can definitely guarantee you that that's the case sure and is it like top level or like highest level in the country wow that's amazing yeah um so we're that's I'm excited. I'm yeah. starstruck. Oh, I think they'd be just as excited to meet you. <laughs> oh, John. <laughs> In the flesh. Oh, mate. <laughs> well, um, so yeah, come along, Sydney. Because what we want to do, we want to try this and then roll it out in Melbourne and Bris Vegas and Adelaide. Um, and we get this show on the road, literally. Newcastle has been a bit of interest for me. Yeah, and, and I want to do it in Newcastle as well. So I put on LinkedIn uh, the other day if there's any companies that want to sponsor or partner with us to do these events yeah. um, to help. So we, I don't really want to fork out and run it at a loss. So that's why we're just selling some tickets for under $30. Yeah. 
and we'll get a bit of a sponsor and get some drinks and some wine and yeah it's not a money making scheme no it's just let's get together but it's just got to be equitable um maybe even horsham if it kicks off yeah i don't know where that is but it sounds <laughs> sounds like a little bit too much horseplay there john um so yeah come along sydney and bring your friends now before we get into the show just remember if you haven't had a listen already my podcast is launched my millennial money express and i'm dropping episodes three times per week monday Sweet. wednesday friday and it's been good i mean that's charting in the business charts already yeah so yep. it's um it seems to be a bit of a need out there quality we because we, we're hilarious when we're together mm. we sit in the comedy section that's right because yeah. this is bloody gold so right? you're not funny on your own is that what no, you're saying not at all <laughs> not at all i need you well it's hard to be funny in five minutes you just gotta get it, it done don't yeah you? yeah you gotta get the get the job done mm. so you're ready to have a chat about rent vesting let's do it all right let's get into it You're listening to My Millennial Money. Can Glenn's mum please stop inviting non-millennials to the Facebook group? Oh, that's really harsh. <laughs> so, like usual, I woke up in a night sweat. No, not really. <laughs> I was thinking I need to do an episode on rent vesting. And so, I, I text John and I said, John, you need to write down three pros and three cons about rent vesting i'll do the same but let's not share them until we're live on the podcast which is what we normally do yeah anyway. so it's nothing out of the blue <laughs> <laughs> so yeah don't be deceived there's actually no prep with these podcasts um i literally wrote mine down just now yeah i did mine 10 minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> so if this was a court of law john yeah did you want any opening statements to your honor your majesty which is me <laughs> your majesty <laughs> yeah that'll that'll do. magistrate yeah yeah look i would say that there's uh you can wear your wealth hat when you're looking at this or you can wear your emotion hat yeah sure so one's logical the other is non-logical mm. right in, in my mind <laughs> but a lot of the times you know i'm very pragmatic mm. to a detriment and even when I purchase my property, is like no emotion. Yeah. But when it comes to somewhere where you want to live, that's when the emotions can rush through like a tide. That's right. That's exactly right. And and you're not alone in that uh, in that space. That's for sure. Thank and that you. and the the common Australian thing to do is buy your own home and spend the next thirty years paying it off while you live in it. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Yeah. So live, live the, happily ever after. Correct. Yeah. So the rent vesting concept is left field mm. based on the great aussie dream i suppose um and back when i did it 20 years ago it was uncool and probably still is now i mean when you did that to start with that would have been very controversial yeah look i i think i was i was living at the time with friends that couldn't afford to buy their own home anyway yeah sure. <laughs> so it, it wasn't so bad but yeah but then I think if you're doing it maybe in your 30s, then mm. more questions would probably be asked. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how the early 30s are, are tracking these days, whether they there is any of that pressure or perceived pressure out there. But um, any case, let's, uh, let's get into it. Yeah. So 
let's start with the negatives. Yeah. I want to get that crap out of the way. Yeah. Okay. So what's, uh, what are your kind of, what's one of your negative or your cons? So the big one from an emotional point and, of okay, view. Okay. So I'll just, I'll rephrase for clarification. <laughs> yeah. The negatives of renting and then investing with property elsewhere. Okay. So you're presuming that someone's investing elsewhere. Yes. Yes. Okay, because that's one of my cons. Sure. Is renting but not actually investing. But then it wouldn't be rent vesting, John. Well, no, but the concept <laughs> of renting and then saying that they're going to invest but oh, they don't. Yeah, so it's like they just – it never happens. Correct. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So so you're saying – so that's one of your things. Yeah, it's absolutely one of my things because I see it. It's yeah. like oh, I'm renting in the hope that I'm going to go and invest Right. Along the way. But that's that speaks to like, so if you were still living at home and you had like a three-year plan, I'll stay at home, I'll save some money up, yeah. then I'll buy an investment property somewhere and then I'll move out and rent with mates, for example. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, so, and we had that on, on our Facebook chat this week, didn't we? Yes. Someone that said, well, I'm moving out. What's your advice? Well, stay stay living at home until you can save enough to go and If invest. living at home is tenable. If it's tenable, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. there's different levels of tenable and not tenable, Yeah, isn't absolutely, it? yeah. So, sometimes we have to suck it up. It's never going to be ideal. But it's not tenable if your parents, like, want to cancel uh, Netflix or Stan. <laughs> <laughs> I'd that's, be right out of there. That's an example of sucking it up, <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. Because we're, we're living for the now versus mm. setting up our wealth But the wealth now future. is so good. So, you're saying... As a 22-year-old, you can't go without Netflix. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't think I could. (laughs) Yeah. So... Am I a a, a typical example of some bludger? And and my advice to you and to them would be the same. (laughs) Suck it up, sunshine, and and stay there and put up with mum and dad for another 12 months. Because in the real, a dollar's uh, equation, that's an extra 20 grand could be, potentially. So... That's that's a lot of money. So to bring your first point to a head, um, it's fine if you want to rent vest, but one possible downside is if you're not in the mindset to actually do the investing. Yeah. So mindset one and finance two. Yeah. So would you would you rent and save t- take two years to go and purchase an investment property? I would say no right. if you've got another option, i.e. mum and dad. Sure. but so Okay, so you're saying from a rolling start, you're still yeah. living at home. Yeah. Um, try and pull the... Actually, actually, what I'd probably do is pull the trigger on the investment property first because then that's one big rock sorted and then go and live with mates or whatever. Yeah, which is pretty much what I'm saying. So, yeah. But that's the con. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. But that speaks to as well, like you go on rant and you go to bloody um, freedom or wherever you get your lounges from or koala or whatever and um, and you end up getting a lounge on finance and you've got credit card debt and you've got this trail of payments behind you and you can never get the cash flow to actually do the vesting part. You can do the renting. That's right. So Yeah, yeah. And the okay, priorities so, short term yep. take over, don't they? Yeah. The car and, stereo and yeah. yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's old. <laughs> People don't buy car stereos. No, they're all they're bloody 
come with it. My (laughs) no, well, okay. My Outback that I got, yeah, it's the premium one. 12-speaker sound system with a subwoofer. No, look, I get that. Very but, premium. But first, uh, first-time oh, car buyers sorry, yeah, are so, not going yeah, to buy true. 40 grand liberties. It's a 50 grand outback. But. <laughs> so they buy a five grand bomb and put a three yeah, grand yeah. stereo in it. Yeah. That's what I'm referring to. And what's to. wrong with that? But anyway, so and what's your second uh, con? My second con Cause is... Because I actually want to see if my list is different to yours. Yeah, I'm excited about this too. Um is is still an emotional thing mm. in the sense you can't paint the walls you you can't change the the facade of the property you you can't do what you want to it without getting permission yeah in most cases yeah, yeah. now in saying that I think you can still get the best of both worlds that the landlord is not going to have a problem with you updating or improving something because it's to their benefit anyway yeah. like a commercial property yeah. right actually how's this um, the studio here where mm. i'm renting we got some new signs put out at the front and the, the eaves underneath the, the the signs look really good yeah but you can just see the crappy eaves so i've emailed the landlord to see if he'll repaint the eaves yeah okay but he won't because he's a tight ass Nah, probably not i'm gonna have a let's do an episode on tight asses one time <laughs> yeah right yeah so staying on track <laughs> that's um that's definitely one yeah is you might want the need or have the need to to want to put your own imp- imprint mm. on the on the house you're living in but and i think it's it's really hard and this is why i believe when you are looking for a, a rental property you know go do the walkthrough and if possible try and do it when there's not 30 other people there and it is possible in capital cities yeah. you've just got to put a bit of a grind on um, ask the property manager Hey, what's the landlord like? Yeah. Are they a tight ass who won't spend yeah. 10 cents to do this? Yeah. Or are they after a, you know, a, a family? Like, what's the vibe? Yeah. Because, you know, if if somebody at my rental property said, yeah. hey, we want to paint the wall purple, you know, we've got really no intention of moving out of here for a million years. Yeah. I'd say basically trash the place. I don't care. Just keep paying the rent. Yeah, absolutely. To a point, you know yeah, what I mean? for sure. Yeah, and I think with all the three that I've given you, oh, I thought you've you, only given me two. Sorry, I'll give you the third. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I think we've got solutions to them that can be overcome if yeah. you've got the right mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. getting on to that third one, yeah, is the landlord owns it and is and you're governed by their rules. I.e., they may want to sell the house from under you and then you have to to move out or um the landlord yeah for various reasons wants to change things or does something that that upsets your way of life that's out of your control yeah right and i think you know i i feel like i sound like a broken record but i crap on about everyone whinging about i can't buy a house in sydney i can't buy a house in melbourne Mm. um last time i checked those cities are on international lists yes and a lot of people under 30 do not own homes in New York, London, and all the other fashion hotspots yeah. around the world. So, there yeah. are, it's an international city and you've just got to get used to renting if you want to live in the city. And if you can't afford to buy million dollars, yeah. a, a million-dollar property, yeah. you have to build wealth elsewhere. And that is interesting that, like, I spoke with a, a millennial last week mm. who lives in Vaucluse. Right. And their intention is to continue to rent in Vaucluse 
which mm. is a, a, a ritzy suburb in yeah, Sydney, for great. those who don't know, yeah. uh, for the rest of their life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, if they get to at one stage buy in there, then fantastic, but they're going to go on the investing journey, but they want to live where they want to, yeah. not be governed by the price of, yeah. uh, of, of housing. Yeah. So I think it's I, – I would actually say, you know, the episode we did a couple of weeks ago on fear and money mm. – the first point I made was you're not making decisions unless it's part of an overall strategy. Yeah. So if your overall strategy is, hey, our goal, and if you're in a relationship, our goal is to buy two rental properties as as investments. Yeah. And we're going to live in Vaucluse or we're going to live in double pay. That's double pay, John. <laughs> double you, pay for you. Do you like that? Have you heard it called double pay? I have heard. That's the second time now. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, so you didn't invent it? No. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I didn't invent it. No, no not at all. Sounds good. So I think say out loud, this is our strategy. Yeah. And just stress test the strategy. What if we started a family? Yeah. Does the strategy still stack up? Yeah. Often you can have children and rent somewhere. There's a bit of a fallacy going around there that you must own your home mm. before you spawn and re populate the earth. Yeah. Look, and I, I suppose my number two negative or con to this mm. whole idea um, plays out a bit heavier when you've got kids that's all yeah because yeah i want to make the room nice for my newborn or i yeah i want to put bunks in or i don't know yeah. something that yeah. yeah so there's a there's a few more negatives to it but can it be done absolutely mm. yeah i mean i i know people and you know they're basically gypsies and they've just always rented and they're happy to mm. and just you know float around yeah absolutely um, if it's your personality and you can do it I mean, knock yourself out. And I think, um, and we're getting a little bit off topic, but I, a natural thing as a, as a wealth creator would be, well, determine the market. If you've got the flexibility and the mindset to continue renting and you're not fussed with it, determine what the market's doing at any one time. Mm. Like at the moment in Sydney, for example, is it a renter's market or is it a buyer's market? Right Now it's, it's probably a combination of both. Mm. Right, Two years ago, uh, or maybe four years ago, it was definitely a buyer's market. So you can actually strike while the iron's hot mm. for renting as well as buying. Mm. Actually, I just had a thought. For example, you've purchased two investment properties in, I don't know, I'll just make something up, Brisbane and Adelaide, and you live in Sydney, right? Or yep. you live in Melbourne, and you rent in the suburb that you want to raise your family. Who's to say that, you know, you're renting in this local town, You'd love it. Your roots are going deep. Mm. The opportunity comes up that it is now a buyer's market in that suburb. Yeah. Your other investments have grown. You might be able to piss one of the other investments off and actually buy in that dream suburb. Well, that's the whole concept of rent vesting. Yeah. Right. So, Which- you're building the wealth. But you don't have to build the wealth, sell down and put into your principal place. No. I but- mean, you, you might... Uh, and again, we're going very off track that in financial planning land, when someone turns 65 and retired, you want to make home. sure they own their bloody home. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's, um, for anyone that knows my backstory, that was that was 20 years ago, 20? Yeah, a little bit more, 22 now, yeah. was what I was told by my uncle was rent, go and invest heavily. Right now, heavily means diversification. Yeah. Rent, uh, sorry, invest when you can, when you've got the finance to do it. And then come back around to buy your home with cash or close to to have no debt 
mm. once you know where you want to live. Yeah. And that then the same works in financial planning land as in um, you might be renting or um, you might still have a mortgage, but you're age 55, you absolutely pump super for the next five to seven to eight years, yeah. pay less tax along the way. Then when you retire, pull the small amount that's mm. left on your mortgage out of super and pay that off. Yeah, well, the concept's a little bit different because it's at a different stage in your life because when you start to rent vest, you're usually starting there at 18, 19, yeah. 20. Yeah, absolutely. So you can buy, hopefully... What was that? That was oh. me banging the table, being angry, <laughs> <laughs> passionate. Uh, we can go and buy five properties in, say, seven years, yeah. ideally, yeah. right? Um, if, we're, if we're diligent... That puts us at age, what, 25? Let that do its thing for the next 15. Go and pay cash for our owner-occupier at age 40. Yeah, yeah. And then start your investing journey again if you want to. Yeah. You've still got 20 years up your sleeve. Yeah, so I guess, again, it all just comes down to overall strategy and what you want your life to look like. Yeah. And um... So tell me your cons. <laughs> well... I'm glad you asked. Don't, don't uh, drape my cons and turn them <laughs> no, into Glenn's cons these either. Are, these are written down. so, And they, they are very similar, but probably more succinct. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, no, the, the first one is very similar. The first one is you actually, as you said, you don't own the place. So, yeah, if you did want to paint the wall or, I don't know, change the oil of your Harley Davidson in the living room, <laughs> it could be problematic. Yeah. Um, and that's a pain. I... I personally, my personality, I'm not sure if I can rent long-term now that I've owned. Mm. Just can't do it. My second con, it's flowing on with that. You're putting up with landlords and agents yep. and they're actually annoying. Yep. If you're a property manager that listens to My Millennial Money, I love you. You're the best. If you're a property manager and you don't listen to this podcast, don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, but like you, anything, there's good, but, good but and bad it's funny, versions. like you look at property managers, I'll, I use the analogy like someone who's a nurse is a very compassionate person and wants to help by nature, right? Yeah. Put them in the public hospital system, 60-year-old nurse, she or he is old, bitter and is rude mm. just from the nature of the system. And yeah, like old teachers. Yeah, yeah. Um, hide, hide all the old teachers yeah, out there, <laughs> excluding your mother-in-law, um, <laughs> of course. But but it's the same with property managers. Like nice people, but every time someone calls them, they're calling with a problem. Yeah. So you're just getting jack of it. So yeah, you're sort of delivering um, parking fines all the time. Yeah. Aren't you? <laughs> so I I just don't want that in my life. And then the third one for me, it's the uncertainty. I mean, yeah. I if I'm doing something in my business, I want to make sure that I've got certainty and not pulling the trigger on a, a business thing or something big's happening in my life. Mm. Or I've booked a three-month trip overseas, two weeks before I'm going away, they're like, oh, by the way, you've got to move. Yeah. Like, but it's just the trade-offs. Yeah, and, and that it really comes back to how, how deep you really want something. Yeah, that's right. Right, because like, all those are overcomable. Yeah. Is that a word? No. We'll use it yeah. um, if you've got the, the mindset and the yeah. drive to do it. Yeah. So, so the negative stuff's uh, gone. Yeah. So, what's, what are three positives that you find? Let's go one for one, like positive right, table let's tennis. Do it. What's your first one? Do you want my best one? Or my, yeah. yeah. All right. So, oh, no, save your best for last. Okay. So, um, the 
First one is the banks generally look favorably on your situation when you're renting. Because you don't have the expense of non-deductible debt and debt that isn't generating an income. Yeah, you don't have rates. Yeah. Um, You don't have um, bad debt as in a mortgage and it usually is a larger mortgage because we've maybe maxed out our capacity. Yeah. Um, and there's no income associated with that debt. So so banks most of the time look favorably on your situation uh, if you are renting versus having that mortgage. Right. So you're saying lending is possibly, you might be able to get more, you might be able to borrow more money essentially. You can fast track your wealth assets. Yep. 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 Mm. Yours? Um, look, they're all pretty good, my <laughs> Well, that, if that one's my worst, I've got some pretty good ones coming up. So, I'm going to start with this banger. Uh, um, you can actually get invested at a lower entry price. So, if, yes. you, if you're like, if I want to buy a home in Blue Bay to mm-hmm. live, I've got to come up with the best part of a million dollars, for example. Well, you could buy a unit there. Or I'll buy a unit for 600 Yeah. But freehold property, yes. I might be able to get more bang for my buck. Yeah. elsewhere mm-hmm. which will have a higher um chance to grow okay so if i'm talking pure dollars i can get started faster with growing my wealth yes and as a point it's not a fourth point it's a b <laughs> if i'm renting and i work for myself i can carve possibly my home office and some of my electricity costs yeah um, as an expense on my tax return. Okay. So, you've given two pros there. That's good. No, you got one to go. <laughs> it's, it's one. It's point B. <laughs> one B. Um, okay. Uh, my second one is you live where you want. So, you can live in Vaucluse. You can live in Blue Bay. You can yeah. live in downtown Long Jetty. You, yeah. can, you, you get to, to govern that. Yeah. Um, not... not not 100% of the time, but mm. a lot more of the time than if you said, well, I've, I've only got 500K to spend. This is what I can buy. This is where I have to live. Yeah, but where I want to live, 750. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I, I will jump in there. When we talk about rent vesting, I think a lot of the media and and particularly in this conversation, it's skewed towards purchasing property. Yeah. Um, in my Wealth Steps booklet that I'm actually launching at the Sydney event, mm. I'm, I'm launching my Wealth Steps, yes. which will be a four-step process yeah. to build wealth. And that's going to be a free giveaway to anyone to download. Anyway, <laughs> that wasn't an ad, but whatever. <laughs> I thought an ad just interrupted our podcast there for no, a minute. No, no. Um, you know, part of the wealth steps, you might go, I want to get invested ASAP. I'll rent somewhere and camp for a while mm-hmm. and just pump an equity portfolio. So, yes. all I'm saying is you can invest with or without leverage or gearing, mm. which means mortgage or debt. Yes. So... Yeah. If you are skewed towards, hey, I just want to pump equities, which, you know, and it's a whole other topic with the flexibility if you need to sell some or whatever, mm. um, that's an option. So, yeah. So, you're saying, just recap on your second point. Well, you just basically did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, you, you live where you want. Yeah. Sweet. So, you can live on the water if, if it, yeah. for $1,000 a week. Um, yeah. or you can you can rent rent in the burbs for three hundred dollars a week. It's it's up to you. You mm. can save an extra seven hundred there, but yeah. with your mortgage you're locked into that one location. And to be honest, if renting is a bit of a strategy out loud, um you might choose to camp somewhere, quote unquote, mm. and just pay 
a really cheaper rate if you want to get aggressive with your investing. Which is the $300 a week version. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I so, mean, if, you've, if you're maybe getting shot when you're walking to your car of, a, of an evening, I'm not going to live there. No. But knock no. yourself out. Um, my second point is pretty much the same as yours, but the wording I is a little it. bit more <laughs> premium. Sophisticated. Yeah. So, it's, it's basically... You get to live in a premium location. <laughs> <laughs> you just changed that. <laughs> no, no, it's written down. Um, yeah. What's your third banger? Well, it's it's the it overrides everything that we've got here. Wow! And it's just you've got to have flexibility in your life. Flexibility to be <sighs> transient. Don't tell me you've got the same one. <laughs> Seriously? Oh, no, God. no, no. Mine's um it's a stitch up. Flexibility with career and life when renting. Yes, yeah. So, any case, I'll uh, I'll keep on my yeah. pros. But yeah, flexibility uh, is also it's it's counteracting the the negative of the landlord governs what you do. Yeah. The mindset of hang on a minute, I've got flexibility to go where I want, when I want. So if I get a job shift, right, I don't have to worry about selling my house. I can I can um, give notice and away I go. Yeah. If I'm not happy with the landlord, okay, I'll move on and find another one. There's always rentals out there. Yeah. And the, the next good rental is, is a week away. So uh, absolute flexibility in your life. And you, you determine that and you're in charge of that. Mm. Yeah, so I guess... And the reason I wrote the words flexibility with career and life, um, it's funny how we're like in sync, right? Um, you know, there's a lot of national companies and you might be a, you might want to get into corporate, into whatever. And so, I know a guy, he lived in Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney, mm. um, one company, it was a bank. And what is clear when you go down that road with, hey, I might be moved around and I'm happy to log the family around or whatnot, is that first and foremost, we're building wealth. And it's kind of a different mindset. It was like, we're always shoveling wealth and we're moving around. So, yeah, ultimate flexibility Mm. in terms of if you do have a national role or your... I'll give you an example. A lot of doctors, they have to move around a lot in the first maybe six to eight years of Mm. their study. So, it could be... You know, you might have a decent income as a junior doctor of, you know, north of 80 grand, for example. Yeah. Um, There's no reason why you can't get invested and stay invested and just move around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I I suppose I did a case study on my own 20-year journey where people might say to what you've just mentioned – what if I buy and sell every time I move to that location, which is common, right? Yeah. We move to Adelaide, we buy there. When we move to Brisbane from Adelaide, we sell Adelaide and buy in Brisbane, et cetera, et cetera, right? If I had have done that in that 20-year period, uh, there would have been eight, nearly nine years that I would have had no growth Mm. in my portfolio. Yeah. But because I continued to rent and had diversification of properties around the country, the growth was pretty continual right through that 20-year period. Yeah. I I would probably add to that if rent vesting isn't your thing um, and you do want to own and you might have the chance to move, you know, if you're in in the medical world or whatever, Mm. I probably wouldn't be buying regardless unless you had at least five years of a hold time. Five years of what? Hold. uh, Sorry. 
I probably wouldn't buy unless you were holding that property at least five oh, years. Okay, yeah. Um, oh, the bonus is no capital gains tax. That's right. That's That's got to be taken into account. It's, yeah. a, it's a massive positive. Yeah. So rounding this rent vesting thing out for mm. you, mm. If, if it was 18-year-old Glenn or 21-year-old Glenn, mm. would you buy your home to live in or would you rent? I don't know, like based on the income that I had back then? Yeah, look, if you had your time again, what would you do? I would probably rent while I established life. And in fact, okay, I actually kind of did rent vest indirectly. Mm-hmm. When I built my business, because my business can pump out 30% a year, right? Yeah. So, I basically rented it in the terracotta soul-crushing nightmare yeah. on the main road. <laughs> For four years, while I absolutely pumped every living cent into my business, into business, which yeah. allowed me to then buy where I wanted to live. So, so if got, you had have bought, yeah, before, it would have been a detriment to me pumping money, money into my investment. Yeah. So same thing. Yeah, you, exactly. You're increasing your wealth assets, and that's actually interesting. If you're an entrepreneur, and this is in my wealth steps document, mm. one of the things is there's a section where. You before you start investing heavily into shares or property, yeah. you may choose to invest into your business. Yeah. Because you, like as a business owner, like the amount of money I invest into the business still, mm. it's a joke. Like, yeah. but if you're a true entrepreneur, you just want to grow your baby. Yeah. Because you know that if I've got the best chance of turning this around and getting the best return if I invest into it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's, I mean, it's, you do. You take any measures you can, don't you, to to grow your business, and the same Absolutely. should be taken towards your your investing, whether that be in property or shares or or whatever knocks you out. But like, yeah, yeah, continually buying um, clothes and cars and and things like that. Why are we still talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, up, upgrade your Subaru every every three minutes. Uh, look, I've actually got a professional athlete who's on. Six figures and yeah. solid into those six figures too, yeah. not just a hundred grand. Yeah, uh, who still wears hand-me-downs from his teammates? Yeah, right? wow. <laughs> just purely because he's not fussed as to what yeah. he wears. Yeah, um, his focus is on creating wealth and and building a future. Yeah, <laughs> um, great stuff. Hey, I know I crap on all the time about getting our foundations in place, but our personal protection plan is something you need to do today. I know many of our listeners have got this set up, but if you're one of them and haven't already, go to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and I'll put you in touch with someone who can guide you through. Generally, there's no cost to have an initial chat. And if you're young, fit and healthy, you need to get this stuff in place today. If you've got a family and you're not covered, hey, what if you freaking died? I'm not messing around. You need to get insured. Do it. Do it now. And anyone that I refer you to will do it the same way that we teach and we talk about here. And that advice provider, wherever you are in Australia, are happy to have a complimentary discussion with you at no cost to see where you're at and see if they can help. So what have you got to lose? Have a chat today. Jump on to sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. So, all right, well, that was a cool chat and I hope uh, that you've been inspired and like anything, we're just two idiots having a chat. Mm. We just want to encourage you to think and maybe, you know, like when you go to a conference or seminar or something, like, yeah, the content's not amazing, but it's allowed you to have a thought process 
jolt out to the side that gets you thinking about something else. Yeah. That's just, all that we're doing. Yeah. We're just trying to get you thinking about the life that you want and to shake those, I don't know, the parentals telling you that you have to buy your first home or you're a failure. Yeah. Yeah, just just thinking outside the square. Yeah. So, we're going to now move into um, a question from a a listener. So, let's put some background music on while I dig up the question. (laughs) Okay, Millie asks, whether to put my money towards a house slash investment property or towards traveling and save for a house later in life. Ooh. Millie? Yep. How old's Millie? I don't know. Look. I could stalk her Facebook and find out. <laughs> Join her? No. <laughs> She's in the group. Yeah, look. I'm going to... I better not insult her. Um, off off the bat, I would... Oh, gee. What would what would 20-year-old, 21-year-old John do? He would... Uh, I did the Just same. talk into the mic, please. We're live, are we? <laughs> oh, man. Always live. Um it's funny, the, the later the podcasts go, it's like the more hardcore the fans that are listening. Yeah. So, we can be a bit more loose with editing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, so, the one that went up a couple of weeks ago, I edited it at like 12 o'clock the night before and I'm re-listening to it and it was a joke. I've got to go and fix it. Um, still hey. better than 12 months ago, I'm oh, sure. mate. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a massive one for going and getting a life experience as in traveling around the country or around the world and, yeah. and, and doing that at an early age because the longer you leave it, more gets in the, in the way in terms of families and kids schooling and sport and yeah. life in general. Yeah. So absolutely don't put that off to the detriment of, of your wealth. Yeah. But my wealth hat also says if you can do both – I would uh, try and get an investment before you go. Yeah. Um, so, this is borderline creepy. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Millie's in the Facebook group. Um, in 2018, she was 21. She's turning 22 later in the year. <laughs> hey, Millie, thanks for being a fan. Oh, Millie. So, welcome. okay. So, we've got to make some assumptions. We'll assume that she's working. Hmm. Um, I totally agree. My, my kind of view is um, if you do have a bit of a travel, if you do have a bit of a travel bug, piss off, live, love, pray, eat, pray, love, whatever, yeah. enjoy life travel, yeah. you know, work to travel, whatever, just make sure it's part of your strategy. Once you land at age 24 or 25, you've got to get serious about setting up your life. Here's a solution for Millie. Yeah. If she's listening. Yeah. And don't do what I say because I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> in case I wreck your life. It, I'm presuming she's in a position to buy now. Yep. Don't know. Well, if she is, yep. or within the next six months to 12 months. Yeah. So, she says, yeah, whether to put my money toward a house or investment property. So, yep. we'll assume she's got some money in the kitty. Yep. In the kitty. So, buy an investment property in the next six months. Yeah. Obviously, do your, do your research and, and know your strategy and all those sort of things and and I can help you with that if you need. Yeah. Go to mum and dad to say, look, I want to go around the country or I want to travel abroad. <laughs> 22-year-olds aren't doing the, Get, the caravan around Australia. No, so they're, they're flying to Europe. Um, mum and dad, can you lend me some dosh? I want to get a life experience and I'll come back and pay you back at interest. And you've solved both problems. Yeah, I disagree. 
oh. we're borrowing money for a holiday because that's what you're basically doing. Yeah, but you're you're borrowing at a, an interest rate that's a lot more favourable. Doesn't you're getting both an outcome? Yeah, I still wouldn't do it, but that's. So so I like this. So mm. we thrash this out. Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. She goes away. Yeah. And then it takes her another three years to buy a property because she's done all her dough overseas. Absolutely. And the market's gone thirty percent while she's been away and There's saved. plenty of markets in Australia. But she's a different three market. years. That's potentially putting her five years back in her wealth journey. Yeah. That's and again, I'm not going to ever agree to borrow money mm. to go on a holiday. As a principle. Yeah. So, what I would say is absolutely um, buy your investment property, even if it's a $350,000, 800 square meter freehold somewhere with a low yeah. holding cost. Yeah. Then keep working, save up 10 grand as mm. a bit of a, a platform to shoot from. And even if you have to pay a bit of LMI mm. on the property to get in, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, then go and bloody pull beers in a bar two days a week as you travel? Well, when I did it in 2001, which yeah. is a long time ago now, I had the the air, airfare paid for and that was it. Yeah. It was a case of getting over there and working your way around, sure. the, around the world. Yeah. Right. So, that's definitely an option. You don't need 10 grand to no. go and travel with. No. That's, well, I do, but... <laughs> Yeah, when you're up the pointy end of the plane and all those other ca- eat, eating caviar, then that's a different I tried story. my Qantas business class um, shirt pajamas on this morning. Oh, no. <laughs> they were, I was looking for a shirt. I'm like, what's this grey one? Wow, <laughs> like, oh, long sleeve grey. Oh, it's Put Qantas. the slippies on yeah. as well, did you? So, yeah. I and, mm. and again, we are not your guru. And if you want to watch the documentary with Tony Robbins called I'm Not Your Guru, great watch on Netflix, I think it is. But we're not your guru. Oh, we just cancelled Netflix. Yeah, John freaking cancelled Netflix on me. But um, yeah, like it's so good that John and I can have different strategies and different opinions. Mm. And again, it's based out of personal risk appetite. That picks up in the microphone. <laughs> so yeah, you do you, Millie, but um, we would... I think we brought... Okay, it's good to go... Okay, what do we agree on? Hmm. We categorically agree that if you want to travel, do it. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. Would you come with me on a journey to say <laughs> if the investing had to wait three years to live and travel abroad and have a banging life, would you... No. No? No, I'm not okay. going on that journey. Okay. There we go. But I'm not waiting three years to travel either. Yeah, that's right. We need yeah. to take action yeah. today. She's 22. Yes. Um, later this year. Yeah. So, I'm buying an investment property and I'm going to make it happen to get me yeah. into London or wherever it is. Okay. How's this? Because I'm a nice, generous guy. And um, would you, at my cost, mm. have a phone call with Millie for half an hour, an hour? Yes. Yeah. Half I'll, hour. Half hour. Yeah. Yeah. So, Millie, if you are listening to this, send me an email, glenn at sortyourmoneyout.com or send me a Facebook message and I'll make sure that you get a half hour chat with John, if you would like, just to bounce some ideas off because the important thing is you've asked this question. Great question. That's the amazing thing for a 21-year-old to ask that question. It's it's a banger. Okay. See ya. See ya. If you are after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. In fact, it's a general advice podcast. 
But if you do want somebody to talk to, jump onto sortyourmoneyout.com and click on Get Help, and I'll be able to put you in touch with an advisor or a mortgage broker who can actually sit down with you or have a Skype or a Zoom meeting and really work out what you need based on your own personal circumstances. Remember, we hang out on Insta at My Millennial Money. If you're a regular listener, you're welcome to join our Facebook group. If you want more money hacks, be sure to subscribe to My Millennial Money Express. It's short money hacks anywhere, anytime, right into your ears. Any advice in this podcast is of a general nature only and has not been tailored to your personal circumstances. Please seek personal advice prior to acting on this information. Before making a decision to acquire a financial product, you should obtain and read the product disclosure statement relating to that product. Opinions constitute our judgment at the time of issue and are subject to change. Neither the licensee, any of the National Australia Group of Companies, nor their employees or directors give any warranty of accuracy nor accept any responsibility for errors or omissions in this podcast. Glenn James, Urban Ghetto Project Limited, trading as Sort Your Money Out, are authorised representatives of Apogee Financial Planning Limited, AFSL 230689. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.